What is on your mind? Hey, so great topic today. Um, I don't think you're going to ruin anything as much as open people's eyes. So I think it's a, boy, I think you almost have a duty to yourself and to, to people to, to open their eyes. You know, obviously people are going to think what they want, disagree, you know, whatever it might be. Uh, going back to what you said earlier, was that a quote about a Tony? Was that from Network? Excellent. Oh, I'm very impressed. That is such an obscure quote. Yeah. Oh, man. I'm, I'm, I did not think anyone was going to get that. Yeah, that famous speech that Ned Beatty gives. You know, you have you have meddled with the forces of commerce and you must atone. <laughs> yeah, that's this is when all the, the stuff my wife calls useless information comes in handy. <laughs> yeah, it's your slumdog millionaire moment, right? <laughs> but, you know, you, you opened up with well, maybe not opened up, but early on you were talking about the national anthem. Mm hmm. My dad always told me he thought America the Beautiful would be more pertinent, you know. But when you were talking about the national anthem, um, yeah, I, I don't think people really realize, you know, what it says. Because, you know, you were talking, we only sing the first stanza. There's three more. Right. Yeah. And it was actually... It was written, oh, I don't know, 1813 maybe. It's during the War of 1812. It was originally called Correct. something like the Defense of Fort McHenry. Correct. And then they changed it. And But what boggles my mind is the way it was written and what's included in there. And then you look at um, how slaves, especially in the South – were basically told by the British that if you could escape and fight against America, then you could get, I mean, it's just a big, huge convoluted mess. Yeah. But what boggles my mind is you had, you know, you had the war of 1812, then you had the civil war, then all this other gobbledygook, something, something, something. Then you get to the year 1913, where it's brought in as the de facto national anthem and then it was mm -hmm. implemented as the national anthem i think in 29 like uh, yeah that's what boggles my mind um cy is that that's just my abbreviation for chocolate <laughs> that works <laughs> but that's what boggles my mind is we have all this history no pun intended we can we can read and we know what these these lyrics mean it, they're not, you know, they're not covert. It's not, you know, we don't need our Captain Crunch decoder rings. And yet <laughs> we still instilled it, you know? Yeah. And it just, that's what boggles my mind is, you know, isn't there a better song? Isn't there a better? It was actually written as a poem. And then we decided to put it to music that we didn't even write. The music is older than the actual poem. Yeah. I mean, we... <laughs> I just like what you're saying. Um, you and I will have to debate, uh, debate Ronald Reagan when that comes up. Uh, we'll save that for another time. No challenge, no threat. 
Um, but I like talking <laughs> about Reagan. But it's like, how, how do we not figure this stuff out? Like, oh, that's a great question, and I and I believe I have the answer to that. Well, um, oh, yeah, but and and before I do, and and if we run out of time, you can certainly come back up. But I want to, um, I want to just show that you know, uh, we're we're not just uh, uh, making stuff up here. Um, I, I, I wanted to challenge people for the, for the YouTube live thing to go do this on their own, but for wisdom, I'm going to read the third stanza and, um, I'll, I think everyone will figure out what I'm talking about. And where is that band who so vauntingly swore that the havoc of war and the battle's confusion at home, I'm sorry, a home and a country should leave us no more. Their blood has washed out their foul footsteps pollution. No refuge could save the hireling and slave from the terror of flight or the gloom of the grave. Well, that pretty much says it, doesn't it? <laughs> I, I was just going to say, like, I mean, you don't have, you don't have to, gosh, I want to say this the right way. Slave is in the stanza. Yeah. Like that is overt. Like you don't have to say, you know what? I think this means slave the way he's worded it. No, it's, it says slave. Yeah. You know, and it's like, I mean, could you imagine the meeting? I, I tell my children all the time, if something sounds wonky to you or weird, you know, just say it out loud. And if you hear it and it sounds weird, and then it is. You know, yeah. like if I said, you know what, guys, I think we should be allowed to bring lighters and newspapers and cigarettes and cigars on airplanes. <laughs> now, if I said that now, people would be like, Joe, that sounds stupid. Well, we did stupid things back then. We were allowed to do that on planes. And you know what divided the smoking section from the non-smoking section? That's right. A sign. <laughs> right. Yeah. yeah. But my point in saying that is. Could you imagine the meeting like, hey, we're thinking about adopting this as the national anthem. Well, you know, Bob, uh, there's three other stanzas and, uh, yeah, that's not really the country we want to be. Yeah, but OK, I want to I, I want to just I want to just pause you right there because that's an important point. Right. Who around that time would have said that? Because that's exactly yeah, that's exactly the country they wanted it to be. Well, yeah, my point was going to be, you know, then Bob says, well, we won't sing those three. Like, it, like, like they don't exist. You know, it doesn't, it doesn't erase them. It's just, ah, oh, we won't sing those. Oh, okay. Well, it doesn't really work that way. Well, the thing is, is that it does. Because when I say to people in conversation that the Star Spangles banner is a song about murdering slaves... They look at me like I'm crazy. And this is part of the strategy of propaganda is, you know, obfuscating, obscuring, uh, you know, even lying. Like, let's let's not tell the truth about this situation so people don't understand what the truth is. And listen, at this point, it doesn't matter if you know the truth because there's nothing we can do about it anyway. But, you know, 
that's how it works. That's how you get people to feel national pride. You, you make sure that, you know, they, they have this big sweeping music behind this song and they cheer and hoot at the end and never know that if they just go a couple of paragraphs more, they're going to find out a horrible reality. Yeah. So you and I are saying the same thing uh, backwards, but we're saying the same thing is we just think that if we don't sing those last three verses, then they don't exist. And people yeah. can't say, well, no, that's, this is about a song and, and we were at war and then uh, our flag was still there. Mm. You know, go, go, like you said, go pull up the Smithsonian and then look at that poem. It's, you know, it's like when kids sing Ring Around the Rosies. Oh, yeah, that's about the Black Plague. Yeah, but there's, you know, I remember there was a gal I worked with, super sweet gal, and she was singing this song, which is really upbeat. And it's like, you know, all the little kids with the pumped up kicks, you know, and you're like, hey, those are shoes. And I was like, I said, do you hear how upbeat that song is? She's like, yeah, I love it. I said, it's upbeat and happy, isn't it? She's like, yeah. I'm like, that's about school shootings. Right. And she goes, wait, what? I said, yeah. All the little kids with the pumped up kids kicks. You better run, better run faster than my bullet. Yeah. And she's like, oh, my God. I was just singing that. I said, yeah. It's uh, you put it to an upbeat tune or like the, the national yeah. anthem. You put it to this big, you know, huge you know, orchestra song. And it's like everything else just gets washed away. Yeah. Yeah. I think uh third eye blind, if I'm remembering, I might, I might not have the band correct, but I think it was third eye blind who, uh, who, who did that. They would put upbeat music uh, in the background of very dark lyrics. Like wish you would step back from that ledge, my friend. Oh yeah. Yeah. That song. Yeah. Um, and that song's actually called jumper. Yeah. Well, and, and Van Halen did that too. Uh, the, the chorus might as well jump, go ahead and jump. David Lee Roth explained that he got that because when he was in New York city, one time there was someone on a roof that was threatening to jump off and the people on the ground, at least some of them were yelling, might as well jump, go ahead and jump. <laughs> yeah. I mean, there's so many songs like that. I I remember, a song came out by R.E.M. called What's the Frequency, Kenneth? Oh, yeah. That was about when uh, Dan Rather got mugged. Yeah. And I looked at my friend and I was like, R.E.M. just turned uh, this whole thing about Dan Rather getting mugged into a song. Yeah. And they were like, who's Dan Rather? You know, but I'm... Um yeah. <laughs> Yeah, apparently, uh, if I recall correctly, that's what the muggers said to Dan Rather. Yeah, when they were kicking him, they were like, what's the frequency, Kenneth? And I'm like, man, they could at least known his name, but. <laughs> you know, it just, it still just boggles my mind that people don't take a second to just really. I mean, I, I tell people when I debate them or I talk to them, I'm like, dude, I used to have to go to the library and go to this thing called a card catalog to find my books. I said, now you have literally all the information you could ever want at your fingertips and you're still 
ignorant. Well, you know what? I think I have sort of a quasi theory about that. I, um, I, I, I think about diamonds, right? Now, diamonds are just shiny rocks, in my opinion. Right. But they're considered valuable. And what's the main reason they're considered valuable is because they're rare, right? So if the idea is what's rare is valuable, then what's plentiful, plentiful is not valuable. And what's more plentiful than information? And the crazy thing is, and I tell this to anyone with young children and you're thinking of giving them a phone, when you're giving them a phone, you're not just giving them a phone. You're actually handing them the world. And now, by and large, I think the world is a beautiful place. And I think I have just mountains of information to support that idea. However, just because it is by and large a beautiful place doesn't mean that there aren't really horrific aspects of it. And when you give a child a phone, you give them access to all of the horrific aspects of the world. And uh, people really need to be careful about that. Yeah, I mean... It really, it's a gift and a curse for sure. And, you know, it's funny that you bring up diamonds and, and they're just shiny rocks. You know, to your point, there's a great book out there called um, The History of Salt. Mm. And it talks all about salt and its value. You know, <laughs> it's the only rock we eat, which is huh. funny, but, you know, salt used to be... Like, if you had salt, you were a bajillionaire. You know, you yeah. could trade it for whatever you wanted. I've never read the book, but I have heard of it. And I know that um, all of those expeditions, Marco Polo, Christopher Columbus, uh, who I can't wait for October to do a breakdown of Christopher Columbus. What a loser that guy was. But anyway. Um, we'll, have to, we'll have to debate. <laughs> that's fine. Uh, you'll lose that debate. If you're, def if you're debating for Christopher Columbus, you'll easily lose that debate. But debating that he's Portuguese and not Spanish. Oh, yeah, yeah. Well, well, he's not Italian, you mean. He's not Italian for sure. Yeah, yeah. If he was Italian, he was the worst Italian ever. <laughs> but uh, yeah, so yeah, salt and uh, spices like cinnamon and all that. People used to actually lose their lives in the pursuit of those things. Like, they, you know, like uh, to, to, to mine cinnamon, like you had to send guys on boats and people would die at sea and people were murdering each other for it. It was wild stuff. So I'm guessing that, you know, the history of salt uh, has those components. Yeah, exactly. And it's funny as I leave here. Have you ever read the book Dune? I've seen the film. Yeah. And by the way, uh, if anyone is a fan of Star Wars, Dune did it first and better. Um, Star Wars is a complete ripoff of Dune and I don't care who knows it. And I love Star Wars. I do. I, you know, I was, I was there in the theaters when the, when the first ones rolled out, most spectacular thing I had ever seen and all that good stuff, but it, uh, it was a complete uh, ripoff. So, um, since nobody else is in the queue, uh, thank you again, folks of wisdom for hanging in there and, uh, checking out the, uh, the uh, shenanigans and uh, hey hopefully with any luck I'll be back tomorrow to do the same in the meantime peace love and granola talk to you soon <laughs>